Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Slasher Radio. We <coughs> oh, man. I ruined it. You deserved that. Yeah, you did. Well, Shit. okay, guys. While he dies. Welcome to Slasher Radio. The fuck? I'm here with Mikey Bones, who's choking to death, finally. Ahoy! And, uh... <laughs> so here we are. We're here, though. Are you okay now? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Ugh, felt like Red Fox. Anyway, thanks for joining mm-hmm. us. I'm glad you came back. It is almost Halloween, dismay, Bolsack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Almost the big day. Some bitch. Big day, Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley tomorrow. We got a big day today. David Arquette. We've been. I mean, I. I don't know. This man. I don't know if they thought we were fucking around. I don't think they. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're just as ready for it as we are. Like I, I picture them sitting there going, "All right, all right, all right." They think they're doing all that. Okay. Wait till the time comes. I want to see what they say. They ain't doing all that. Well, it's here. <laughs> what you gonna do now? What you gonna do with all this? You do it all the Maybe they still don't believe you. They won't believe oh, it until they hear it. You better so. stick around. You, give me a couple minutes. <laughs> give me a couple minutes. You're about to find out. <laughs> well, yeah, last week we we did not have a movie. Mm-hmm. A little Halloween discussion. Not the Halloween film, since that's all everybody's talking about now. But uh, I mean, we already did that. We so. already did that. <laughs> Come on now, dear boy. <laughs> Come on now. We already did that. <laughs> But no, uh, so yeah, we 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 we've been doing. Uh, October is busy, so we figure we give a little chit chat. I think some people like those, the episodes where we yeah. kind of just go off about shit. Well, it's more personal too. They like because we don't always get to, I guess, talk about ourselves. I mean, they hear us every week, but they don't, you know, unless they interact with us on Twitter and find little tidbits here and there. They're not going to really know. So it's a good way to. Uh, yeah, kind of talk about where we came from and what we did and what we like and stuff like that, especially for Halloween with it being so important to us horror fans. I think everybody can just tell everything they need to know about Bobby on Twitter. <laughs> like, all you need is Twitter yeah. for him. You you're, yeah. you go out there, scroll down about, you know, eight, nine pictures worth, that's all you need to yeah. know. Yeah, he... He puts it all out there, that's for sure. <laughs> Literally. That's for sure. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but uh, some of us are not as uh, exposed um, on, <laughs> online. Express- so. Expressive? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know what you call that. Bobby uh, is like uh, a therapist nightmare because there's just, like, he's just the happiest motherfucker on earth. Okay, but he said before that he was bashful. 
he, you know what shit. I was talking about? Yeah, okay, he's not bashful. He's exactly, not. yeah, no, you fell for that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm just saying he tried to say he was. Definitely not. That boy ain't bashful. So, yeah. <laughs> He'll show it to you as soon as look at you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good just to sit and talk and, uh, yeah, let it all out. Let it all out. Not, not, like, not like him, but. No, 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 not like, no, not like him. No. Mm -mm. Oh, we also have something out this May. We gotta get to the shout-outs, because we were talking about what the hell we had to say and cover for our little intro. Before we get to Mr. Arquette, I I forgot about something, and I can't wait to announce it. You forgot about it, too. You're supposed to be the Mm -hmm. memory, and you fucking didn't tell me. Oh. Gotta do everything around here. God damn it. Mm Mm-hmm. You're getting old. That that was Remember yourself, then you won't have to rely on me. Who turns 31st? Anyway, you can go to 12nightsofhorror.com, horrormoviesandstuff.com, and promotehorror.com, and you can check out all them things. So, them's the shout-outs real quick. Uh, we also have to mention, we, we never came up with a name for it. We said we had to come up with a name for it. We didn't come up with a name for it. <laughs> <sighs> Hold on, you went right into the shout-outs right after you um, talked bad about me. So, yeah, I turned 30 <laughs> I first, but who has gray hair? Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There it is. All right. All right. There all right, motherfucker. Okay. You, you you, go. We're gonna do that. You're welcome. Okay. He has gray hair. He has gray hair. Okay. Everybody. Lots. Lots of gray hair. Okay. Well, lots. Well, Does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> you can go to Twelve Nights of Horror dot com, Horror dot com, Horror dot com. I know I did, but I'm just trying to change the damn subject. Fucking prick. <sighs> I can't even fucking. I wish I could mute you. As if we don't have enough going on. And I know this mm-hmm. is happening fast. If you kept up with, with. If you kept up. If you kept up. Why can't I say this? If you kept mm-hmm. up with us on Twitter. There we go. If you kept us. I. Damn it. If you kept us. <laughs> One more time. kept up with us on Twitter. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. You would have seen that we are hosting a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah, dismay. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Yeah. What is We're it? We're giving away. We have four screen posters. Three of them are going to be given away separately. So there's going to be three winners, but there's going to be a fourth winner who is go- not only going to win that screen poster, which is fucking sweet. I want it so bad. Mm-hmm. It's got Drew Barrymore on it. It's an OG poster. Badass poster. You win that, yep. and you also win a ghost face T-shirt. Yeah, free of charge, free to enter, yeah. free to win. You don't even got to tell your mama. All right, it's just, just come to the door. <laughs> you don't got to do nothing. You got to do nothing. All you got to yeah. do is to enter. Just may tell them what they got. You go to slashradio.com forward slash giveaways, or you can go to the homepage and. There's a box on the right side that says rewards, and you can click on that, and it'll pop up with a form that you can fill out. And we have an advertisement for houseofmysteriouscecrets.com, which is where we've got the um, Scream uh, merchandise from, so big thank you to them for that. And we have a promo code Mm -hmm. that gives you 10% off promo code slasher radio. I'm going to be using that. Yeah. They got they have really, really, really cool beanies. 
I'm going to yeah. get me at least four. 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 <laughs> They're in the car. You probably have a yeah, car. Yeah, no, no, no. They're yeah. in the car already. <laughs> They're in the car already. Four yeah. beanies. No, they have a lot of good stuff. Like, they, they've got really cool stuff. So jammies, too. Yeah. 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 10% off. So there you go. I want yeah. that hang outside. Mm-mm. No. Get me some Mm-mm. jammies, though, for Mm-mm. real. But, yeah. So, <laughs> in the middle of all this, you can you can go win some free stuff. And yeah, we're not going to tell you what it is yet, but we do have another um, event of this nature mm-hmm. coming yeah. up. So we're going to be announcing the winners for the Scream giveaway tomorrow on Twitter. And you can listen to Doug Bradley tomorrow before mm-hmm. you can own that. So we're going to be announcing the winners on Twitter at midnight on Halloween. Yeah. If you listen to this when it came out. Oh yeah, and we we kind of you know we gave it away on this on uh we're we're gonna let you know tomorrow what the next one will be. Mm-hmm. So come back and find out what the next giveaway items will be. We're doing way too much. Yeah. They don't deserve all this. I know. I want one of those <laughs> damn posters. They don't deserve any of those posters. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> May, you think you give me a poster? No. Why? You don't deserve one. Wow. <laughs> That's a good way to end it. <laughs> We're also having uh, a Halloween party. That's what we can call it. Uh, Slash a radio Halloween party. And mm-hmm. we're going to be having it tomorrow. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out on the 30th. Um, you can come tomorrow. We're going to be on Rabbit. And we're going to be on there. We're going to be watching movies with you guys. Everybody come join. We'll be tweeting the links. And all that stuff, so you can come watch horror movies with us. There's a little chat room. You can type shit. There's a little, you know, there's a microphone Are function. You can talk shit? No, don't mm-hmm. talk. No, don't don't no, start talking no. shit. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. There's a yeah, chat room for you to I'm type in a microphone thing, so we can talk in and don't say anything dirty. <laughs> all right. Oh lord. I mean. So now you're putting restrictions. No, you could say so, but don't don't. <sighs> Just say like of all dirty the stuff, stuff you say on Twitter, and you're worried about what people are going to say on Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They can talk okay. talk crazy, but no, come join us. It'll be fun. You know, we'll be watching horror movies. I'm going to be getting blitzed, so we got that to look forward to. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, so come to us with that. But dismayed nutsack, uh-uh. dismayed dingleberries. Uh-uh. Slicer Radio is going to be on the news in Arizona. Oh. Ah, you yeah. forgot, you motherfucker, you. <sighs> no, I didn't forget. If you are in the Arizona area or you receive ABC, that's right. I said, hold on, this man. Mm-hmm. I did say ABC. ABC mm-hmm. 15. News. Yeah. Turn that bitch on. On Halloween, Slasher Radio is, you know, how show's going to be. Um, I, what could you call it? Dismay. Uh, featured. featured. Yeah, featured mm-hmm. for the Jason statue in the bottom at the bottom of Lake Pleasant. You remember we spoke with Zach Nagy, and Slash Radio got the deets on that thing. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna be on the news. Yeah. I don't know. Play little snippets, and so yeah, it'll be a little feature in there. Um, since we talked to Zach about everything, and so yeah, so they're getting it straight from the source, which is. I, I appreciate that, that they're um, not spreading fake news, that they're getting it, you know, straight from 
from Zach. That's right. That's right. And straight from us because we're the ones who brought it to you. This mate, I never heard of uh, any other podcasts on the news. Horror podcasts, uh, especially. I mean, I never. Definitely not a horror yeah. podcast. I mean, I'm not going to say in general because, like, no, but I'm saying horror podcasts. I've never heard another uh, horror podcast okay. on the mm. news. No. No. Probably not. No, 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 mm. no, no, definitely not. Mm. See, I thought, like, if the podcast made the news, it would be due to Bobby. So did I. Um. My God, how <laughs> the fuck did that not happen? I mean, the over-under on that is pretty good, man. <laughs> like, it, you can't lose that fat, man. It, 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 it came out craps. We're not on the news yeah. for something dirty. Yeah. Go so, look at us. And actually, it was something very positive, I guess. You know, we had a good turnout for that you know a lot of coverage uh with everybody you know pitching in to try to help and you know leaving comments and stuff letting us know how much it means to them and how you know they're behind us and stuff like that so it was really great to see all them hell yeah hell yeah well yeah we're gonna be on abc on the news the news we're gonna be on that jones so you can go check it out i mean i don't i don't know what it's gonna be but i'm sure it'll be good episode was good (laughs) I had to go yeah. back and li- when we were in contact with them and, and I had mentioned, you know, you can use the stuff from the show because mm-hmm. after they reached out, like, I was like, oh, my God, what did I say on that show? And I had to go back uh, and listen to the whole thing. It wasn't that bad. What? So they're going to, like, use your worst part and then we're going to look like dummies. Well. That's how the news does. Yeah, maybe. Well, I hopefully hope not. not. Hopefully. I, hope, I hope not. I, said I mean, they have to listen to it in the first place, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see how that goes. I said some fucked up things about you on that episode, oh. so... Oh, great. I don't, um, I don't know. There you go. Now, you, now you're going to be all over the news about it, so... <laughs> I'm going to be slandering that. you on the news. I <laughs> 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 dream come true. We may end up on the news again for it. Yeah, me killing you. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, okay. all that shit, we got the Halloween, the Slasher Radio Halloween, Halloween, uh, 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 the Slasher Radio Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of saying Halloween this month. Mm. It's like, fuck. Between the movie and the holiday, it's like, oh my God. You can catch the Slasher Radio Halloween party tomorrow on Rabbit. Be sure to follow us on Twitter so you can get all the links and all the things. We're going to be partying all night long. All right. I, I'm not getting <laughs> up till at least four o'clock tomorrow, the next day, afternoon. Afternoon That's every PM. weekend for you. No, it's it was today, but uh-uh. no. So yeah, come party with us. Um, uh, check out the news if you're in any. If you receive the ABC 15 news, you can check us out Halloween night and Doug Bradley tomorrow. This way. We. I had so many people since we announced it, which you finally let me do. So many people said, "Can you have Doug Bradley shout me out?" Because I just oh, want to hear his voice. And I had a, you right. know, it was we already recorded it due to scheduling and whatnot. That makes me even feel like feel even better because he. So, um, uh, why oh, yes. would you I'm give going. it away? I don't because I'm excited. You know, you you aired him out before. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, it's fair. You it's have fair. nerve. You won't let me announce stuff. You just went and announced that. Well, you did, though, twice. I, I retracted. 
Um, but you, but still, still happened. Still no need. No, no. Well, okay. I'm going to take that so out. Should... <laughs> okay, well, he, he said something that uh, made me excited. How about whoa, that? Can I say whoa, that much? I, if you Can want I to. Can I say that much? That's on you okay, if you want to say well, that. <laughs> no, they'll understand when they get to the end of the episode tomorrow. Mm. So, they'll understand. So, yeah. That was awesome. I mean, Doug Bradley, shit. Pinhead. Yeah. Manana. Yeah. Everybody loves some Pinhead. Yeah. But tonight, this May, All Hallows uh, Eve, as some like to yeah. call it, the night before Halloween, we got David Arquette. And yep. Giadam. Yeah, he's, he's sweet. I love him. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have him on here. Yeah, because, I mean... I, I, you'll hear me say it later, and like, I know that a lot of people, when you know, you list your favorite actors of all time, like, because this is what I hear a lot. David Arquette probably isn't on it. I feel he's one of the most underrated actors, and everything he does in every film I've seen him in, he went all out. Yeah. Like, he was that character. Not only that, like, he's just a nice guy in general, too, so that's, it's hard to get that, and, you know, enthusiastic person who you know who loves um the genre too and and um so yeah he he's just all around just a, a nice guy and a great actor yeah he is i i david arquette is one of my favorites obviously you know he's in a lot of horror movies so that might kind of help how why i feel about that but i mean like i said every role he's owned it wasn't like half-assed i've never seen him play a half-assed part you know he's his his character is always strong and just you know it's mm-hmm. it's solid every time. Yeah. So yeah. how could you? Hate we get that? into all of those different roles and stuff. So can't wait for everybody to to hear his thoughts on all of these different types of films and stuff like that. And go watch High Voltage. Yes. If you haven't, that that movie was that was a pretty good movie. There's no titties in it, but it was a pretty good movie. And. We have information on a new film, which there's not too much out about it, you know, when I was researching it. So, yeah, we got the inside info on that new film. So be sure to stick around for that because he gives a lot of details on the movie. Yep. And I was, as he was going on about it, you know, I heard about the movie and, you know, I was like, wait a minute. They didn't say all this when I looked it up, so I went and looked at it as he was telling us about it. I was like, "Oh shit! Wow, no, that this isn't anywhere." So mm-hmm. you got a nice little insight, and That's it's good. it's listed as a drama, which you mm-hmm. know can you know there is drama in the horror realm, but from David's description, it sounds a little more into the horror realm than one may have thought. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Murders and killing and the whole atmosphere. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be a, a good good movie from what, what he uh gave us, so we'll see. Wonder we'll if, see. I wonder if there'll be any titties in it. Uh, I should have asked him. Well, Damn. Yeah, you could have asked him, he Shit. probably would have told you. Yeah. Fuck. This man you're supposed to remind me of these things. Mm, well Fuck. Uh, you know, I'm older. Yeah. So you're supposed to remember. Old bitch. Mr. Grey Hair. <laughs> Old ass bitch. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <coughs> this may be gonna give it to him. Yeah. Sure, we gonna give it to him. Yeah. We gonna give it to him. Yeah. How we gonna give it to him? 
<laughs> go. Lamp sideways. <laughs> give it to him. No, no, just no. Straightforward. Go ahead. What? Fucking steam <laughs> sail ahoy. Just fucking <laughs> give it the old heave ho. <laughs> just go. Just do it. Just go. All right, guys. Enjoy. I don't quite know how to how to introduce you because you are such a like you're really one of my top favorite actors and you know all oh. the all your films and stuff. So I, all I could say is the great David Arquette. How are you doing tonight, sir? Oh wow, that's so kind. Thank you so much. I'm doing well. Good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Better now. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I just got done. Obviously, we knew we were having you on. I just got done watching your one of your newest projects. Which I was really looking forward to talking to you about, and that's High Voltage. Okay. I yeah. enjoyed that movie so much, and you know you oh, played thank you. you played such a different role in that movie, and it's almost like a lot of movies we see you in. It's a different role. Do you purposely pursue projects that allow you to play different things? Yeah, I try to find stuff that's interesting and I haven't done before, and um. This one was great because, you know, it's always a sort of a dream to be a rock and roller, mm-hmm. you know, involved in that. So there was some great music attached to it and a wonderful director and Alec and, and wonderful actors I've worked with. So, um, yeah, I was really excited to, to be a part of it. Just fun thriller. One of my favorite works, um, other than Scream, of course, which um, you know I'm sure is very popular, uh, the 2014 film Happy Face Killer, where you play the villain in that. Um, that oh, role was wow. really intense, and you know there was a lot of emotion to that character, but you know considering the the storyline and the circumstances. But um, although you're usually known as like the nice guy, you know Dewey in Scream, how was it to play this like polar opposite character, you know, with this murderous role? Wow, that was kind of a, a wild one. I, um, you know, in retrospect, I probably would not play that role again. Wow. I'd never played a real character before and someone who's still alive. And I mean, I, I played a real character before, but not someone with such a dark past. And um, I don't know. There's something about playing people like that. I also wasn't specifically right for the role i mean he was like six five or something i was a bit miscast but thank you for saying that and being kind about it um it was it's dark it's it's a you i don't know if a lot of people do but i tend to if i'm playing a, a dark character it seems like my life gets a little hectic <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know you could kind of go you have to go to dark places in your thoughts and and you read a lot of material about serial killers and stuff. And it's just, you watch a lot of like, you know, interviews with serial killers and stuff like that. So I don't know. It, it, 
I prefer something that's, um, you know, not based in reality and there's real victims out there and family victims, mm-hmm. members of the family that maybe it hurt their, you know, bring up painful memories. So, you know, it's a lesson learned for me, but I think uh, it would be hard to, to do that. But I think there's also sort of a value in playing, um, showing how that side of life and darkness and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of a long-winded answer. No, no, it's good because I, I didn't even think about, I guess we always hear about from actors saying, taking the character home with them. And I don't, I didn't think about that in something like this. And yeah, I could imagine that is hindering <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Well, he, he specifically killed women mm-hmm. and, um, and I think it was like seven or something that were in the, that he got charged for whatever, or, or, or eight or something. And there was one weird night. It was, we filmed in Vancouver and I was up in uh, Whistler and I was, uh, actually my wife was up there, but she wouldn't gone to bed early and I was just walking around. And then there were these six girls, like these six young girls, like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like a similar ages. And I was just, I met them and they were all standing there and I was like, uh, that was just a weird situation. I was like, because I was still filming the movie. So I was like, mm. so in my head, <laughs> as nice. horrible. Yeah. I felt guilty. I also am in my head as a serial killer. It was like, <laughs> this is what they would look like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I just got done trying to do this. <laughs> And you're thinking weird stuff like that. It's horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible thing. And then, you know, you have to do scenes which are really terrible. So I don't know. I'm glad I'm not having to play that character again. And you know, as silly as it sounds, I actually sage myself sometimes when I Oh my god. When I do things like that just to get the sort of ickiness away. I, that is such an interesting concept. I like you think of people who play characters like Anthony Hopkins. Imagine where he has, you know, stuff like that, where there's yeah. so much darker things. And wow, yeah, that must uh, affect you guys personally. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, there's an amazing book called Whoever Fights Monsters by Robert Rustler that uh, that is just an incredible. He was one of the guys that um, coined the term serial killer and helped start the DNA database and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it just gives you such an insight into the sort of different kinds of killers. And so whenever you play a dark character, if it's, you know, fictional or not, um, you know, there's, there's real stuff to draw from or, or research. And even if you do, I did a film called The Gray Zone, which was really another very... Uh, dark process because it took place in the Holocaust and just reading stuff about that like there's a really great book called Man's Search for Meaning and when you find books while you're doing something uh, that speak to you mm-hmm. and give you sort of more insight on maybe what the character was going through or what they were thinking it really helps a lot and another one I had uh, recently went back to was the Tripper film from 2006, which, you know, you, of course, you directed yourself and was co-written with Joe Harris. Uh, how was it yeah. to be on the other end of the filmmaking process and, and having Wes Craven cameo in it? Oh, thank you. Um, 
it was uh, really an amazing experience. Um, I, uh, you know, I learned so much. It was most expensive college I ever went to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, um, I never knew to the extent what what each sort of uh, crew member's role was, and I didn't know the importance of certain meetings. I learned just a ton in that, like a production designer, their role in a film is so incredible and so difficult. And the first AD, you know, I always thought the first AD was just the guy on the set that's calling, you know, you know, doing different things. I didn't know how intricate their role was to making sure, you know, everything's on set when you need it. And, you know, you know, making sure just in case something happens, there's an ambulance there, whatever it is, you know, it's just such a necessary, uh, incredible, incredible uh, group of people that come together. I mean, everyone's role is important. Every person plays a pivotal role. And, you know, you learn different stuff like um, about, you know, if there's a, a someone, an, a, a background actor that's that's you know maybe showing up too much in front of you know the background or mm-hmm. you know it's going to draw attention away from the main characters or something you have to keep your eye out for a lot of different things yeah and it was it was great to see um the other characters in there too you had um you know jay muse in there and um yeah. you know it was, it was just great it all came together really nice i love jay muse yeah and yeah it was just a really good film it was uh, it was fun Thank but it you. was the effects were great too, so I just wanted to bring that up. And I, I had a question too. I had read somewhere that there was a real human finger found in the woods. I was wondering if that was true. Well, there was a rumor, and there was a scare for a second, but it turned out not to be a, a real human finger. But strangely <laughs> enough, part of the reason I picked those woods was because of that book I mentioned earlier, "Whoever Fights Monsters," mm-hmm. because. In there, there was a great story that I've always wanted to do as a as a horror film. It's really interesting. But in Santa Cruz in the late 60s, it was like the whole time of the hippies and all this stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. Charles Manson and all these crazy things were happening and the Zodiac Killer. And there was a, a serial killer in Santa Cruz. And uh, some of them in, within those woods and... Uh, and that they had finally caught this person. They caught him and they, they knew it was him and put him in jail. And they had evidence and it was a, you know, open, shut, quick case. And then people still were dying and they didn't know what was happening. They were so like confused because they knew they had the killer. So then they finally caught this second person. And they were like, oh, what are the chances we have? <laughs> two serial killers active at the same time. And they've caught this person with evidence and directly linking them. And then people were still being murdered and they didn't know what was going on. They were so confused. And there was a third active serial killer. So there were three active serial killers at the same time in this small area. So that's always been a crazy story at some point I'd like to make. Although, talk about even just playing a role i mean directing something like that would be super creepy you keep doing it to yourself (laughs) yeah yeah maybe fictionalize it 
right? <laughs> I got to jump off our little run sheet for a second. You always find your way back into the horror genre. Is it something that you've always loved and enjoyed? Because you always make your way back eventually. Yeah, I, I do. I love horror films. And, um, you know, they're, I love horror fans. Mm-hmm. You know, when you meet them in, in horror conventions and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I I still remember, like, some of, you know, my favorite cinematic moments are me as a kid with my friends watching horror movies. So that kind of lives with you forever, I think. And, you know, I, I just want to, when I do them again, I just want to do good ones because, you know, you never know what's going to, how anything's going to turn out. But I was really happy with one of the last ones I did, which was uh, Bone Tomahawk. That mm. had a really interesting, unique take on it. And I love Westerns and horror. So the combination was really fun. So yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to do another horror film. I, I really enjoy the genre. Yeah. And you know, that's something I've always said. It's just horror, the community itself. It's just such a passionate group. More so than I think yeah. any other, you know, fanhood. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, I've always said that it it for sure is just something. It, it's like taboo almost, and it just sticks with you every experience. That and, and professional wrestling. <laughs> I we are going to get to that. We are going to get to that. Yeah, but uh, the two the two fan bases. But the interesting thing is they cross over heavily. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of both. So yeah, we're definitely going to be getting to that. I can't wait. Oh, cool, cool. But uh, April had mentioned, you know, Wes Craven doing a cameo for you on one of your projects. What was it like when you first started working with him? Like, how did that relationship come about? Because, you know, him being one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, Wes, he's a, he was a huge mentor for me in my personal life and in my film career. He gave me the biggest break of my life. He kept me alive and I was supposed to die in Scream 1. And he was like, let's just throw him in a gurney and that led to, you know, three more movies and a baby and a marriage. So yeah. that was a pretty amazing thing. And he, he really sort of, you know, I had lost my my mom and uh, he was really supportive during Scream. My mom was very sick during Scream 2 and he was really supportive and helpful and helped me through a hard time and gave me some great advice, fatherly advice and put my father in scream to my brother and uh was just a really stand-up guy just such a you know one of the there's few people in your life that make like hugely significant marks on your life and, and he was one of them just a brilliant guy i miss tremendously but uh yeah when i was leading up to directing my first film he was uh really helpful in that department too he told me a bunch of movies to watch. I watched a ton of like really classic old movies like The Haunting and uh, Last House on the Left I had never never seen before, so I saw his first film. And um and just just uh, you know, uh Suspirio and just all these interesting different things to give me a sort of uh, another sort of take on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, really helpful. <laughs> it literally, it was like going to, you know, film school for horror. Right. Wow. And, you know, obviously the, the more personal things you share about him, we, just as fans watching his movies, no connection, we feel like, you know, you kind of have a connection with somebody like that. And 
to know him so closely that that had to have been uh, I I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it was great. I mean, you'd never in a million years if you met him think like this is Wes Craven. Like he's so he's so sweet. He was a bird watcher for God's sake. He was a professor. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was a uh, the most like he had a very like uh, funny sense of humor. Really, like I saw him watching. Oh my! God. There was a, a early screening for Scream One, and I, I was on Melrose one time. They were passing out free movie. Like in L.A., you get a lot of. Uh, Do you want to see a movie? Uh, you know, and then mm-hmm. you go to it, and then you have to fill out a card, and it's pretty much like the movie like system how they kind of take notes and and see what's working, what doesn't, and they go back in and either shoot a scene or cut mm-hmm. something out or enhance a character. Make it all work. So I, you know, seen planes, trains, and automobiles, and done that, and a bunch of different ones. But then this one came up, and it was Scream, and I was like, oh, I was, I was in this one. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go because I haven't seen it yet. So I showed up, and they're like, David, you can't be here. And I was like, well, I'm here. So they're like, okay, you have to be in the back, or you can't let anyone see you. Wow. So. Uh, I went in the back and I was able to watch a movie with Wes watching the audience. And he was just like, (laughs) he did this like funny thing where he'd like get such a kick out of scaring the audience. He'd just have the best time. And that was like, that was gold to me. And he just had a really funny uh, personality and sense of humor. Like he'd come up and say, well, David, that was horrible. Do you want to uh, think you could try it again, but uh, it's good this time? Damn. Like stuff like that, really just amazing, amazing person. But that way, like the way he said that, because I knew that take specifically was just trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way he said it would then, you know, uh, ignite like the, the thing I needed to mm-hmm. then make it either more mm-hmm. funny or, or more realistic or, you know, what, what I had to do. And he taught me a lot. I mean, I had that experience working with Paul Rubens on my film. Paul's an amazing actor and one of the greatest comedic minds ever. And, and uh, on the first day of shooting, he was a dear friend of mine. I met him on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and we'd been friends ever since. And the first day of shooting, I, uh, he did something, he did the first take, and I was like, all right, why don't we go this way? Like, I was trying to tone him down, mm-hmm. uh, but the next take was horrible. And I mean, no offense to Paul, it was my pro- my mm-hmm. fault. I took all the fun out of his character, and I saw it, luckily, immediately, and was like, you know what, Paul? I was completely wrong. Go where you were going before, but go further. And that's the character that we found out of it. And from it came all this fun improvisation and, you know, a whole cursing uh, phone call scene, which turned out to be one of my favorite parts in the movie. And, you know, I got a really dirty mouth, but it was, <laughs> all that happened from sort of figuring out. And all actors are different. Some actors uh, like to be left alone. Some actors, uh, you encourage them. It's, a, it's like raising a kid almost. You Some are, actors you want to, so that was really great. Some actors are, you have to say like, you know, what, uh, what do you feel? You know, or you just have to figure out how they are. I mean, 
I worked with uh, David Caruso once on uh, 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 not Miami Vice, uh, NCIS Miami, and uh, and that was really interesting. He was a great actor, really, uh, really specific, and um, he's the same kind. He's like to be encouraged, and you know, just he's a that was a really fun experience working with him. Yeah, that that. I'm finding so many gems from what you're telling me, like just picturing two minds trying to come together with a, you know, a, a common, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I definitely feel what you're getting at with that. Like just kind of trying to find the, the treasure trust, I guess. Yeah, totally. And it happens as an actor too. Like early on in my career, I used to like battle with directors sometimes if I felt really uh, passionate about, um, direction of the character mm-hmm. uh so i would like no like i did this movie called john's with the director named scott silver he's an amazing writer amazing director and um but i was such a young like full of like ego and and uh attitude that i was like because i had studied these these street hustlers for three months and Practically all of them did drugs and there were no drugs in this movie. And he was like, I don't want this to be a drug movie. And I didn't really understand what he meant. So I was like, this is just bullshit or whatever. Uh, And we'd sort of get into it. But then I just started playing that my character was on drugs. You know what I mean? Mm. I just started acting it. You don't ever have to see him do them. Yeah, you know. You know, it isn't a drug movie. It would have taken away, and he was completely right about that. So um, so that was an easy way. So you learn, like, as you go, like, some directors you can be really open and talk about everything with and how you're feeling, and, and different things, different times you have to keep things sort of to yourself. You know, it's more personal. You, didn't, you don't have to tell every director, depending on the different directors, but everything you're feeling or thinking, if if it might not be what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll give you direction that you might not agree with, and you can uh, try it their way. But if it doesn't feel right for you, you can still... But you always want to capture what they're trying to convey, mm-hmm. because it's their film, and... You know, you have to know your role within the film. You don't want to like steal focus a lot. I know a few actors that always think of scenes as as sort of battles. Mm. <laughs> There's a couple I'm thinking of, but I don't want to name any names. They always think like, did I win the scene? Yeah. Which I don't understand personally because I feel like it's a team sport. But that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> it sounds like it. But uh, on the uh, the original Scream, uh, what was the atmosphere like when you guys were creating that? Because, I mean, was there a feeling of, wow, we're going to make something that's going to be one of the most legendary? Like, you know, did, did it feel different? We definitely didn't know it was going to be as legendary or whatever uh, as it was. I mean, everything did sort of fall into place. I mean, they found the the mask, like, right before we started shooting, like, literally in the back of some old um masked store like halloween store or something Mm -hmm. and they were like what about this one and it was like oh and i don't think they bought the rights to it or something i'm not sure they probably do now if it says scream or not Mm -hmm. but 
they had like some somebody had created it, some guy named like it said like the original said like Romero or something. Uh, not Romero because that's probably uh, living dead that I'm thinking of. But it said something like that. Uh, but it had like an engraved signature on it. Mm-hmm. And um, and just all these different things started falling into place. We were all young. We were all like excited and hungry and real like um we we're all passionate about acting and and being real and but we also loved you know it was written it was comedic you know mm-hmm. i mean jamie kennedy's incredible in it that way and uh matthew lillard and just like the the, the all the humor and just the you know the drew barrymore scene the, the whole thing the humor was all Kevin Williamson and, and just so funny and so thought out. And that's the only regret about uh, all of the screams is that Kevin hadn't written them all from scratch. And, and uh, you know, it's always sort of like this, you know, internal kind of, uh, you know, struggle about not giving them enough time. I don't really know the, the real intricacies of it, but uh, I just wish he would have been able to, take the time to write them all from front to back. And I don't mean to knock any of the other writers or any, any producers or anything or Wes or anybody, but I just think that's what separated the first one from all of the others, that it was a full conceived concept and idea and, you know, script and story from the get go. And if they did another one, I wish they'd do that. I think there was the most important part of that was the right amount of comedy in it. Cause there was, and it was right. nice to have that screen three. Yeah. was totally on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> you know? yeah, I like scream three a lot. A lot of people kind of share I'm that good. thing and I, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I just have to like, the same way everything went right in scream one, everything seemed to be odd in scream three. For some reason, like so, you didn't like it. Well, like Courtney, she has bangs in that. Like she hates. <laughs> she can't even watch mm-hmm. the movie <laughs> because. Oh the, and I suggested the bangs, which oh, makes boy. me like the. Oh no! But, but no, the reason what I was suggesting was Betty Page bangs. Okay. Like she, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, she should be dope, like Betty Page. But then they started like parting them or something, and like it was they weren't her real bangs. They were like added on, and it was just a terrible call on my part. Um, I take responsibility. Uh, so there was that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, it became a parody of itself in a in a way, which yeah. was kind of interesting. And Wes kind of fooled around with that in one of the um, Nightmare on Elm Street he did, mm-hmm. where it's, um, you know, it's like uh, behind the scenes of a movie while, while, there's a, while you're watching a movie, there's a, you know, murder movie. and Like it outgrew the, the film itself kind of thing, yeah. Well, it just became a parody of itself in a way. Yeah, I could see that for sure. But it's fun yeah and i i like that scream 4 came back so you know it, it was a lot more of a serious tone which i think helped you know make fun uh counteract the the third one absolutely 
That was a tough one too. And you, oh. you always come yeah. back, you know, for your character for all the films, and you know, the, with the fourth one being made eleven years after, you know, the third one. Were there any challenges after all that time in between to get back into the character, or, or is it something you can just jump right back into? Oh, I love that character. I mean, I wish we would have had a kid. We were really pushing to have a, to for uh, us to have a kid, mm-hmm. and for that to be like a, a part of it. Cause I think that's just kind of scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There adds a element of like, you know, everyone's, you know, you want to like draw on people's fears in a sense, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely like the biggest, if you're a parent to, you know, if your kid's ever in jeopardy or just having to run with the kid or, you know, I, the shining is one of my favorite films. So, Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Creepy kid is always good. <laughs> Sixth sense and all that. So I was, I was big on pushing. Come on, we have a kid. You should, you know, have a kid in the movie. But um, but they didn't. And uh, so there was that. But uh, yeah. So I fall in love. We fall in love in the in Scream, one. We we're like about to break up and going through a hard time in Scream 2, married in Scream 3, and divorced in Scream 4. <laughs> we get separated in Scream 4. So, yeah, it sort of was the whole course of uh, life in there. So it was, uh, you know, they all had their sort of challenges. Um, but as far as playing the character, no, never. I love that character. It's always been really fun. That kind of leads right into what I was going to ask you next, actually. Do you think there is a world where a new Scream movie can exist without Wes Craven directing it? And would you come back if that did happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I would love for to, 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 to do that. I mean, I think there's a... I think he'd still be a part of it in an incredible way because he's put so much in it. You know, you'd have to, it would be like a tribute almost, mm-hmm. you know? And um, yeah, uh, I think it would be really fun. I mean, I love everyone involved in it. Nev's just, just such an anchor and so incredible of an actress. And, you know, still to this day, everything she does, she's great in. And, you know, um, I think there's there's something there. I mean, I th- I think so too. Uh, who knows though? It w- I think it would be fun. I I think we lost some of the fans along the way, but I think you know it's like with Ready to Rumble, a movie I did a long time ago. I'm discovering all these people that were like kids when they first saw it that are now in their 30s, and they're like, I love that movie. Mm. So I think there's like a, there could be a resurgence at some point where there's more. Um, nostalgia to to it i mean look what they did with halloween right now yeah and i i think you know you mentioned scream 3 you kind of maybe it dipped a little and there was such a long because i grew up with you know scream 1 and when that hit like the whole world stopped and i was always a huge scream fan and when the fourth one came back i was like all right um everyone's back for it and i'm gonna give it a try i don't i think it'll be better than scream 3 and it blew me away to the point where I, if I oh, had a, cool. if I had to watch Scream One or Four, I'd think about it for a second, and that's saying so much. 
Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So I think you guys, uh, and another one and that, uh, I, I think there's more than enough room for it. Yeah, me too. We were kind of on Dewey here. So I wanted to uh, mention, what do you think about the scary movie films based on your characters and on the films? Well, it's funny because the original name for Scream was Scary Movie. Mm. And um, then they started doing the scary movies. I still, I think I have the original scary movie. Sorry. I think we still have the original scary movie um, script. This original Scream script that's a scary movie on it. But, um, oh yeah, like on the chairs and stuff, it said scary movie. It was funny. It was named scary movie for a while until... They saw it and was like, "Oh, this is real." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But uh, I like I like those scary movies. It was funny. I mean, anytime you can be parodied, it's mm-hmm. amazing. And um, but the only downside is that I've, I'm often called doofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your character like, kind of got it the worst. Uh, I literally like at least once or twice a year. I'm like, I'm Dewey. I'm not Dewey. <laughs> But like you said, it, it has to be an honor because if you were going to make a movie to parody at that time, it had to be screened. You know, it was the biggest <laughs> yeah. thing out. And, you know, I, like you said, it's it, it's an honor to, to – I mean, look what Scary Movie went on to do, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. I love uh, I love parodies in general. I don't think there's enough na- naked guns or airplanes and those mm-hmm. types of really – but you have to do them right. I mean, there's some that right. they do, but they're never really – that good so uh when they do do good ones like the wayne brothers are always great at, mm. at doing them and, and different people do them really well so now i love those kind of movies mr arquette you started wrestling again i did and i last i heard i did i had my first match yeah you were uh in back in august i haven't seen anything i've seen a few of the videos you look pretty good in the ring Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, TMZ Sports has been covering a few of them. I messed up a, a, my last match. I messed up a couple moves, but I do a plancha, which is this big dive off the top rope to the outside of the ring, which is pretty crazy. I broke three ribs doing that in Tijuana. But, um, you know, it's pretty nuts. I just had a surgery on my, 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 my uh, elbow to remove a bolsa or something i don't know it's, a, it's, it's not a joke wrestling is not fake as, as i like to say and uh it's pretty crazy um i've enjoyed it a lot i've learned so much i've sort of had a wonderful experience getting to know the insides and outsides of the business just the, the sort of just the tip <laughs> I've just learned it a little, <laughs> and uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I uh, I don't know. It's it's a, such a. I just don't know how these guys do it to their bodies and how they. I don't. Either. I think they're like they get so conditioned with it that I'm still like so I'm here and I go away to do a movie and I don't have a a wrestling ring I can train in around here so. I'll go back after this and start sort of trading again and I'll just get dizzy doing rolls and you know, it'll hurt because we'll be slammed down, taking bumps, but you know, you have to do it and, and uh, you have to get your body conditioned. It's pretty, it's pretty fun though. 
What drew you to get um, into wrestling uh, or to make that change and, and go into that realm? Well, I always loved it as a kid. So it was a bit of like a dream come true to be able to be a part of it, like meet some of my heroes, work with Macho Man, Randy Savage, and, mm. you know, Diamond Dallas Page and Goldberg and all these guys. <clears throat> so then they made me the champion and everyone's hated me for 18 years. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to sort of... <laughs> learn you know really uh how to wrestle i mean a little bit and and uh i've been filming sort of my experience during that time so it's uh it's been fun i mean i've had a few crazy matches i had this match with a guy named king brian anthony and i've had tag team matches with rj city i had my first match against him rj city something called championship wrestling from hollywood which is on either, um, I don't know, there's either High high Spots or Fight TV or... Fight um, TV, probably. I think it's on Fight TV, yeah. Or uh, or Power Bomb TV, that's another one that one of my matches is on. I was a you know a real big fan back when you talked about and they put the, the belt on you at WCW, and I never understood why people were mad about that. And I, you know, I do follow kind of online the whole wrestling thing. I try and stay... Yeah involved in it and you know it and like you said it's just been non-stop and i I never understood that because you know here we are how many years later still talking about it so it achieved its goal for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> exactly yeah i don't know i even though i'm the low like low ball low bar joke that's the worst idea to make a david Arquette the champion like i've heard that a thousand times mm-hmm but uh, it does seem to be turning a little, and people are, you know, actually giving me some credit sometimes. But there's people like Bully Ray who's still upset about or just doesn't take me seriously or whatever. But that's all right. I almost see, look at it as because the way you're, you know, you're you're David Arquette. You could contact, you know, WWE, TNA, you know, whatever you were, and probably get some TV time somewhere along the way and jump. But you went to indies and training and I mean as as even just a fan I know the you know the the legacy of the training for Ric Flair's and all of them back then and like you went from the stone bottom to work the way your way up and I I don't know how you don't respect that uh thanks Dan it's been really fun it's been really cool and that's really where the the uh there's just a great scene going on right now in independent wrestling Mm -hmm. wherever you go I mean wherever you live, you could check out a local thing. And there's a lot of stuff that's um, new about it. Some younger, younger high flyers and not as big, but there's still a lot of stuff. That's great. That was old about it. Mm -hmm. Some really great character stuff. Like I just did a, an event last night in Chicago for rise where uh, RJ City, I was supposed to team with him until I had my uh, surgery. So they brought Colt Cabana, oh, wow. who's a, a local Chicago wrestler who's really great. And they wrestled these two girls. Uh, I'm spacing right now. Bone, uh, 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 I want to say bone of contention, but I don't think it's that. Uh, um, they're going to be mad at me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> No, they should still get. I mean, it'll, hopefully, people look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I want to say bone thugs in harmony too. So I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, so they wrestled two girls and it just was really funny. I was their manager and I dressed up in a pimp suit, like Scott Con did and, in uh ready to rumble. So I was sugar daddy. <laughs> and if you were able to say WWE called you tomorrow and you were able to pick a program with anybody on their roster, who, who would you pick? Um, I would wish it would be uh, NXT. And okay. Champa. Re- ah, okay. Actually, okay. I, I just think he's got such. I just think I love what he's doing. I think he's a tremendous wrestler, storyteller, and performer. Um, but you know, that being said, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. That I don't deserve. But uh, you know, and I. But I, I, my main goal is really sort of um, addressing the belt, you know, mm-hmm. and the, what happened with the belt. So in that in that department, I would like to wrestle Cody Rhodes just because his dad wore the same belt that I supposedly disrespected mm-hmm. and uh, put an end to that. Like, Or if I could gain his respect, I could gain anyone's respect. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, I know how much this Dusty meant to the business and all that. You, I, I can't believe oh, your man. passion. I mean, I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, but uh, I, I can't believe your passion. Oh man, I love it. But I, you know, my thing is like, uh, you know, I had gone in and out. Like after the WCW thing, I took a big break from wrestling. Me too. And before that, I had just known, uh, you know, I knew it in the sort of Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, or even right after that, like, the, you know, um, Rowdy Roddy Piper, mm-hmm. that sort of time period. And then I'd taken a break, and then I got back into it around this sort of attitude era right before. And uh, and then, you know, uh, got into it, and then got involved in WCW, and then all the backlash, so I took a break for a while, and then I got back into it through, and once in a while, it'd pop back in. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. If you don't stay on top of wrestling, you can, like, miss storylines and miss history and have to study. I mean, it's almost like a full-time job just to stay up on who's that and where are they from. Mm-hmm. And especially with indie wrestling. There's so many cool wrestlers now. It's a but lot. the internet makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. And that's what usually, if I don't get the chance to watch, because you, like you said, there's so much out there. Like I'll at least try and keep up with what's going on because if you blink, you miss a lot. Yeah, totally. But uh, I love New Japan and Ring of Honor, Impact, and you know uh, Lucha Underground. It's just so many great lower uh, companies. Mm-hmm. But WWE's the kingpin, and I love WWE Network and oh, Bruce Pritchard yeah. and hearing him tell the stories behind the scenes and. Conrad and all those people. It's just a really interesting time for wrestling. It's such a great sport. I've, I've loved for it more than ever now. I think it's really impressive that you're, you know, doing wrestling and films at the same time, and especially because you get injured every now and then, you know. And um, <laughs> I saw way, that you were so filming. Like, okay. They're so mad at me, like, to the insurance company. Like, I was supposed <laughs> to do this event, and they were like, no, you can't. So I was like, well, can I be a manager? So I went and I was a manager, but I don't know if they know I got, I took a nut shot and, and got a stink face. So I don't know if they know that yet. 
<laughs> you know, I make sure it's something I'm not going to get hurt doing. Yeah. And I saw that you were filming recently, I guess, um, in Orange County, New York, I guess, in Newburgh for Appalachian. Yeah. Um, is there anything yeah. you can give us on that film or anything else that you're working yeah. on right now? It's an amazing story. It's based on a true story. It took place in 1957, where um, in the small town uh, of Appalachian, that's how they pronounce it there, and uh, in upstate New York, this this state trooper, New York state trooper named Ed Croswell, he starts. He sees this really incredible car. So it's like a UFO in the middle of nowhere. You know, this car is like, what's this car doing here? And he's a fan of cars. So he meets the guy and he arrests him because he's got a face, fake ID. And, and he discovers it's a mobster and puts a connection that there's a mobster that, that he was going to meet that lives up there. And it sort of unravels that there's going to be this big mob summit in the middle of uh, upstate New York. And they have all the, you know... Vito Genovese and all these, the, like the Kingpin and all these mobsters. And, you know, they all show up here and they made 63 arrests. Wow. And, and Robert Davi plays, uh, Vito Genovese. And, uh, it's just a really fun, fun movie. Great director, Danny A. Uh, and, um, so it was a really fun movie to be a part. I love cars and, I love the fifties and that whole time period. I did a movie with Robert Rodriguez called road racers. That was one of my favorite films that I got to do with Salma Hayek mm. and ever. I mean, even before that, I loved old cars, but I just love old cars. Which one's your favorite? My favorite. Well, right now I'm looking at a lot of shit, Chevy trucks. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I love Mopars. I like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Mopars were my favorite. 1968 Charger I had for a while, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but right now I'm into like, been looking at a lot of trucks. So uh, the 58 or 59 Chevy Apache is an amazing one. Yeah, I love I love old cars too. They just there is absolutely nothing like them, and there never will be again. I just I just wish. And it's probably sacrilege for real like car fans, but I don't know why car company like Dodge and they're kind of doing it with Chargers, and Camaros, and all this stuff now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why they just don't take the engine, everything of a new Charger, and then throw a you know 1968 mm. Charger, <laughs> you know, with slightly updated, but you know, it's all digital, but it looks just like an old yeah. thing. There's nothing I wrong with that. People go crazy for that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm actually looking to maybe get a Dodge myself. And the Charger is just it, they they stuck to the original design. I think by far the uh, you know Mustang oh. Camaro. I mean, it's still a sweet looking car. Oh, it's a sweet looking car. I'm driving the Camaro. I just rented a Camaro here. I uh, drove a Challenger when I was up in uh, in New York. They're amazing cars. They're really fun. They're really well made and nothing like American cars. No, no. And I'm a Ford guy, so I'm I'm a little upset about the Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, Mr. Arquette, we appreciate so much you coming to talk to us. I was just hoping before we let you go, you could settle a little bet yeah. for us. I don't know. If you could settle, a, uh, settle a little, a little bet that we had, not a bet, but like a debate we have yeah. on the show. And I, I absolutely from your taste in movies that you've shared with us, I think I like my odds. Okay. If you had to pick these two characters who got into a fight, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw franchise or the Leprechaun, who do you think would win? Well, I mean, it's really hard because you're. You know, we're revisiting what we talked mm-hmm. about. One of them was based on a real person, and one mm-hmm. of them's a fictional character. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to have to go with Leatherface. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Thank uh, you, David. I mean, Leprechaun, oh. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he's got magical powers and everything, but... No, Outside I mean, of that. Not a, not a chance. Outside of that, and working with Jennifer Aniston in his first film. That's true. I mean, what else does he have? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> a pot of gold. Maybe. You're breaking my heart. Dude, I mean, listen, the guy, he's, he lives by a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> How scary could he be? <laughs> I, You know, I get a lot of crap about Leprechaun. On almost a daily basis, I've never heard that one. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that one. I'm impressed. I mean, if there was a, a one called the troll, you know, where it was a real scary mm-hmm. troll that lived under a bridge, uh, maybe yeah. because you know that could happen. There are a lot of scary people living under bridges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you for having. Thank me. you very much, thank sir. You. Have a great night. Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed that because I loves me some David Arquette. <laughs> Love David. Yeah, y- you. Yeah, you had a fanboyed out there. I did a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, got a little awkward. Yeah, a little no, bit. it didn't. It was respect. Uh, <laughs> why you? Well, you? Why you got to make it awkward? Because well, okay, so he's wrestling, right? And then you yeah. say he looks pretty good in the ring. I mean, yeah, he so, looked real good. You know. <laughs> Shut up! You take it how you want. His moves were crisp, man. His moves were crisp. I couldn't go in there and do yeah. suplex like that, and I wouldn't look as good in them spandex either. Definitely same. not. Yeah. So he pulled it off, and like he still looks great. Like how many years after um the first scream is it now? And like <sighs> he looks great even now. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh he's doing it upright. You know how I feel with Staying in shape. about Scream Four. I, I you we don't make me do it again. We went through what it already about? about Scream. He looked good in Scream Four. That's why I liked it so much, man. Okay, but I'm saying like there's more years in between the first one and now is what I'm well, saying. Well, yeah, but so he looked good back then. He looks good now. He's wrestling, and you know. But what I thought was crazy was his injuries. That he told us. Yeah. That's crazy. And then having to like go film and do events and stuff. So hopefully yeah. he'll be all right. Um, yeah. So those are uh, battle wounds and it'll uh, be good reminders of this era that he's going through in his life. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously this is my first time talking to David and, you know, just being a, a fan of his movies. 
I always really, I don't know, I connected with his characters, and he, I, I think he, he was a good part of forcing that connection, and, you know, being able to talk to him, and, you know, it's just, be, someone being exactly how you figured they would be, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, he, yeah. da- David Arquette is cool as hell, talented as hell, and it was an honor for us to get to talk to him, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, just enthusiastic, and and not like rigid or anything, you know. He's really easygoing and down to earth, and uh, it's it's a it's relieving, I guess, as an interviewer, to um to have somebody like that where, yeah, you know, you you're um you're not scared to approach certain um, questions, I guess, you know, that they might have heard a million times or, you know, or about, you know, um. So he was really open with us, and and even they went into other stories that led to other stories, so. Um, yeah, it was great to um, get into detail with him and, and hear all them stories. Uh, we've never had a guest tell us about them getting hit in the nuts. So well, No, but we've also never had a wrestler. That's what I'm saying. I hope we can get another so, one. I've reached out to a couple people. I haven't heard back yet, unfortunately. I, w- I would really like to have a bonus episode with a wrestler. I mean... You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Some people may look at it as dumb, man. I I'm fucking as much as I am not. I'm a much bigger fan of the older stuff than I am now, to say the least. But yeah. you know, I still do. You know, I still watch it, and you know, mm-hmm. I respect the hell out of it. Because yeah. uh, Taz had a podcast that. Well, he still has one actually, the Taz Show, and he. Uh, you know, he he was daily. Where he had a live yeah. show and also a podcast version, but he would go and on in length about the stuff that these guys go through, and they have stuff like the ESPN thing on Ric Flair and all the interviews and stuff these guys have done along the way. And I, I've always respected. I mean, it. I could. I don't think I could ever go through a whole match. I mean, maybe I get a quick squash match. So I'm gonna whoop my ass real mm. quick and be out. But mm. shit. Yeah. No, I and like I said, not only not only wrestling, but you know, doing films on top of it. So, and events and everything else, and interviews, of course. And so, yeah, he's just uh, he's a multitasker, that guy. And um, yeah, it was great to talk to him because, you know, like you mentioned in the episode, uh, you know, you've been a fan for a long time of the franchise, and you know, <laughs> thinking back, you would never think that you would get. A uh, chance to sit down with somebody like that and kind of reflect back on the movie all these years later. So it's uh, really meaningful to to sit down and look back on films like you know like this that we kind of grew up with and had an impact on our I guess um, taste in horror even. Yeah, yeah. Scream was, you know, I really liked the the Nightmare on Elm Street, the Friday Thirteenth, Halloween's Pinheads, and you know whatever the hell else when a stranger calls and all that other shit. But man, Psycho too. Ugh. Love Psycho. But Scream was so fresh and so new, and it was so different. And I and it just it was. I love that type of horror. I if I had to pick a perfect type of horror movie before I seen Scream, it probably would have been a mix between Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. I love Scream style, man. I mean, when yeah. that came out, it was, it was like, ooh. Different. Yeah, like Blair yeah. Witch in a way. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of started their own um, style of things and how they approached, you know, the, the storyline and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was the biggest thing when it came out. Nothing was bigger than mm-hmm. Scream. Nothing. No. Then the second one. It's was still big. big. It's still big. Oh yeah. You mentioned Scream, and it's like, well, you know, I mean, look at us. We're interviewing him even today, and so it's just it was one of them impactful franchises. And you know, David David kind of changed my mind a little bit from the way he looks at things, and he had mentioned um he wouldn't be opposed to a new Scream. Mm-hmm. which is, you know, because obviously Wes Craven won't be able to be a part of that. So I was just kind of like, I don't know if I'd want to see another one. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends, you know, just, I mean, um, how it's done. I'm sure, like, those that are open to it will will say first and foremost, as long as the story is right and as long as the, you know, atmosphere and the, you know, characters are right. So, yeah, I would think that, um, there wouldn't be a problem with it as long as they stayed true to the original idea. And I think with Scream it would be easier because, you know, like Friday the 13th, The Nightmare, like there's not a lot of characters you could bring back. Like Halloween just mm-hmm. did it with, you know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. But Scream has so many of its original cast still alive. And, you know, for, for going through four movies... You know, for them yeah. to stay in t- I think they're like the longest whatever of harm. I don't know what the hell the thing was, but, you know, you can get that genuine, you can get that organic feel and that nostalgia just having, you know, Neve Campbell and, and David Arquette and Courtney Cox and, um, yeah, and well, and then going back to Woodsboro. So, yeah, Woodsboro, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, man, you can still get that with these, with this cast that they keep bringing back. And I wish there was a way to get Jamie Kennedy back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. I like him. I like Jamie mm-hmm. Kennedy's man. <sighs> but this man, I think that's it. That's all. Yeah, that's all. We're gonna be celebrating Halloween Until tomorrow. Halloween yeah. party. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you guys come and chill with us and watch some movies. Uh, Texas Chainsaw. No, that won't be on. That that won't be on. <laughs> won't be on. <laughs> Promise you that yeah. won't be on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Guarantee. Put your money yeah. in now. It ain't going to be on. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Bones got the remote. Oh, God. Help us. So nobody's going to come now that you said who's going to be running it. Nobody's going to come. Well, I don't think that's true. I think so. But oh. You can be sitting there by yourself. Because <laughs> even I'm not going to go. Todd from Alaska would come at least. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that that's when for the movie, so. no that's when like nobody's coming I'm closing up shop and I tell Todd come through <laughs> when Todd's the only option yeah Todd's the last <laughs> resort because I can't bring him around people he don't know how to act <laughs> that's why he lives in Alaska I think because yeah. he's got to be away from everybody he's an Alaskan everything. bear yeah yeah fucking Todd from yeah. Alaska oh 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 Speaking of Todd from Alaska, would you like to explain what happened in our fantasy football league yesterday? Um, no. No. Oh, you wouldn't? You don't want to talk about that? No. You don't want no. to talk about the collusion? No. Why not? I don't know. Um, don't know you all seem to upset I don't know our fantasy about. football league. <laughs> uh, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you what happened exactly. Hang on. Hang on. I'll tell you. Here we go. Review trades. 
uh, Saquon Barkley to Dismay's mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. and Devontae Booker mm-hmm. to Todd from Alaska's team. Mm-hmm. And then AJ Green mm-hmm. to Dismay's team mm-hmm. for Mike Davis mm-hmm. from Todd good, from Alaska's good team. Trade. Mm-hmm. I squashed those. Yeah, I well, squashed them. No, well, one, one you want to fuck with Michael Craig? That that's a legitimate trade. I could see that. Mm-hmm. And then I got two more alerts. I was like, oh god. <laughs> uh, I didn't even look who. AJ Green was being traded for. I declined. Uh, I seen AJ Green and hit the client. I seen oh. Saquon Barkley and hit the client. You two, oh. I mean, you both one and five. So, uh-huh. well, by then, yeah. right now, whatever. That's why, yep. that's why, I mean, Todd gave up after his quarterback, um, you know, crapped out. So, um, yeah, I mean, should be ashamed of yourself. No, I'm not. Should be at ashamed. Because obviously I have zero chance of winning. You tried so to buck the system, harm, and the system what bucked harm you. What could it do? I have zero chance. Because at least I'm going to use it. His is just going to sit there. The system. So, I mean, I have zero chance of winning. Bucked zero. you in your ass. I'll say that again. Zero chance. That's right. That's right. Your boy on the other hand, swimming. Swimming. Mm. Mm. But. <laughs> other than that. Fuckery. When do you play Brady's? Is that this week? Mm, I don't know. Okay, I'll check. I'm ready for that one. Anyway, so I think we done. Okay. You can check out the show at Slasher Radio on Twitter, SlasherRadio.com. Uh, be sure to, to check out our Halloween party tomorrow on Rabbit and Doug Bradley episode tomorrow on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Have a happy Halloween. And you can find me at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Dismay, where can they find you? Oh, you forgot Bobby. Oh, well. Bobby, Bobby Spitzer to at at on Twitter at Bobby Spitzer with two R's. The boy's got two cheeks and he's in your mom's kitchen making pancakes. <laughs> Apron on with no draws. <laughs> Welcome from the fan a couple you times. You can find me at Dismay Zero Zero. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say about them ball sacks. Good. They're dried up. They're fucking mm. hairy mm. and stanky and just dried mm. up like, I like know, prunes. You ain't like prunes. You ain't talking about no. We'll talk about my balls. You ain't <laughs> you ain't There's no wrong with my balls. I know you ain't talking. We'll talk about my balls. Your you balls are hairy, I stanky, and they're shriveled up like prunes. They look like little raisins. I'm gonna be nice. And if a good gust of wind blows, they're gonna just fucking fall off. That's right. So have a happy Halloween and good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast. Ready? Mm-hmm. Show? Yeah. Positive? Mm-hmm. Get ready.
Yeah. <laughs> so ready? No. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Bring it back. All right. You want me to go now? Bring it back. Do you want me to go now? Bring it back in. But are you ready for, to go? Yes. Okay. Go. Now? Go. Now? No, Count me now. down. No, hold no, on, no. Wait. Well, oh, okay. wait, wait. You're not ready. Okay, hold on. Ready? Countdown? Yeah. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Go. But wait, I didn't. That one. How <laughs> <coughs> did you count somebody in? Like, I didn't even know if the one was going to come. I was trying to throw you out. I yeah, you it off. fucking work. Yeah. Well, you weren't ready, see? I I didn't know when to be like you it's three, it. no, two, you one, it. go. Yours you was, like it. there no. was a good four seconds yeah, between the two and the I one. I did that to see if you were paying attention. But I was now, now I was I didn't know if the one was even no, gonna come. It. I was like, nope. do I just no. go? No. Is the one assumed? No. You ruined it. No, when you hear go, you go. But you I but it. I was already thrown off by go. Like it doesn't matter what I said beforehand. When you hear go, you go. No, but it, like, I can't, I can't gone, go after five, four, three, two, one, go. I can't go after that. Go, go. But I can't go after that. Why? Because you fucked it all up. No, I didn't. What the fuck all am I, I supposed to do go. with that? And then you go. If you see green light, you go. But if there was a so car accident go, go. in front of you, a train wreck, before the green light turns green, you don't just go. You gotta assess what just happened. Okay, the but there that? was no train wreck. There was a, th it's that like two a, one was a train wreck. I could see like if I went out of order, if I went like five, eight, fifteen, go. You might as but well that, have. No, I went in order. It's the cadence. I don't know if you know. You could have count, been saying "puppy, monkey, baby, three, two, go. One, go." As long as the cadence is there, that's all that matters. Okay, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted look at what you fucking did. I wanted to catch you off guard, and it, it happened, and it worked, and now look at you, and you ruined look it. Look at you. You ruined. You ruined the ending. You ruined the ending. So the whole are you, fucking are you ending. happy with yourself? You, you here go, you go. <laughs> Who ruins three, two, one, go? This has fucking been around. I didn't ruin it. You ruined I was it. Giving some flavor to it. No, you ruined you it. Gave you gave a shit flavor to it. I gave you go, and you didn't go. No, you gave me three, two, one, go. One go. What the fuck? And then you go, <sighs> but you didn't. You want to do it again the right way? No, you have one shot, and you have one shot and one opportunity, and you and you, and you fucked it, me. So that that train left the station, and you fucking that train left the station. You so, peeled nope, you tires into nope. my butthole. Nope, you ruined it. Nope, not doing it again. Well, how so am I supposed to know when to go? Uh, well, you should have thought about that last time. I should have got somebody who knew how to do three, two, one, go. Is what I should have done. No, you should just know what go means when you hear it. But I, I, you're, you're still missing the point. No, you are. No, you are. No, you. No, you. Because you hear go, you go. But the go was... Are you one of those assholes that, like, like sits at a green light until somebody honks their horn and then goes? No. that's kind of what's I'm the one here. honking my fucking horn. Nah. And I would have been high. If I was waiting, I, I should have honked the horn while I was waiting for that one. That's what I should have done. Like, like I mean, if you no, yeah, because I said go and you just sat there, so you're the car just sitting at a green light. But like, like I said, there was a train wreck and in front of the car. And then somebody's got to honk at you to get your attention and say, "Hey, it's okay to go." So now look at all this. What the? So now there's traffic. 
you know, and then people are missing the green light because you took forever. So that's kind of where we're getting. We're we're just in a mess now. Your green so it's light your fault. was the equivalent of all three, all four green lights going off at the same time. This is going to be a fucking mess. No. Then how do you no, go? That's not true. It's true. true. There was one go. Yeah, but the, the, what Let's happened go. with the, the from two on was a fucking mess. Let's go. I don't care. It was go. And you go. You fucking I say go. You go. And you could go. I wish you would fucking go. go. You go. 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 Go somewhere. Go in the bathroom. Go. Go. See? And you ruined it again. You did a countdown again? Like, you don't need a... You don't need a countdown. Countdown. No, go. I need a, I need to know a cadence. Three, <sighs> two. From the three to the two, you should be able to assume the Everybody, one and the go. You see what I deal with? You see what I the deal cadence. with? The you, cadence. What the fuck? You see, you see why? Now give me a with. proper fucking countdown. I ain't giving you shit. Give me Just a proper countdown. Go. No. 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 Just, man, I'll sit here all fucking night. No. I know you will. <laughs> I know your stubborn ass would. So just you go. better just fucking do it. Three, two, one, go. Do it. Mm-mm. All right. I guess we're going to say here. I'm going to say, yeah. Tell you, um, get over yourself and just go. Well, I'm ready when you are. I'm ready when you're, when you're ready. You're not ready to count me down. I mean, I've never given a countdown before, so well, I won't. I Let's see, let's see oh. music. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> Are you really wasting time right now? I'm waiting for you. Three, two, one, go. I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. What do you think this may? See, I think you were, um, you ruined it again because you had your music playing in the background. No, I, I jumped right into it. Now you ruined it. We were ready to go. No, because there was a delay. So there. you're going to make me wait again? Are you going to yeah. give me another countdown or not? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Okay, you ready? I'm, I'm fucking waiting for you. Are you ready? Yep. You, okay, you just turn your music off. Do you hear music? I don't know. I'm waiting on you. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, ready? Ready. Three, two, one, go.